Pastor Mike McCoy, welcoming you to the Time of Truth. So uh, here we are in Leviticus 23, and uh, I'll, read, I'll read verses 15, and I'm going to stop at 21. I, I said I'd go, I, I thought I'd go through 22, but really, uh, that's kind of an afterthought, not an afterthought, poor choice of words. Uh, it's, it's, it's really not tied with this particular feast. He's just reminding them of what they're supposed to do. Uh, once they've made the first harvest or the first fruit harvest, any harvest, he's reminding them what they ought to do. I'm going to stop in verse 21, which pertains to the feast of Pentecost. You found Leviticus 23 and verse 15, shout amen. amen. And ye shall count unto you from the morrow after the Sabbath, from the day that ye brought the sheaf, of the wave offering, seven Sabbaths shall be complete. Even unto the morrow after the seventh Sabbath, the seventh Sabbath, shall ye number fifty days, and ye shall offer a new meat offering unto the Lord. Ye shall bring out of your habitation two wave loaves of two-tenth deals, they shall be of fine flour. They shall be bacon with leaven. They are in, they are the first fruits unto the Lord. Hold on there now, preacher. That sounds like contradiction of what we had talked about earlier. No, no. And ye shall offer with the bread seven lambs without blemish of the first year, and one young bullock and two rams. They shall be for a burnt offering unto the Lord with their meat offering and their drink offerings, even an offering made by fire of sweet savor unto the Lord. Then ye shall sacrifice one kid of the goats for a sin offering and two lambs of the first year for a, a sacrifice of peace offerings and the priest shall wave them with the bread of the first fruits for a wave offering before the Lord with the two lambs they shall be holy to the Lord for the priest and ye shall proclaim on the selfsame day that it may be an holy convocation unto you ye shall do no servile work therein it shall be a statute forever in all your dwellings throughout all your generations father i love you i thank you for the night the chance to be in the house of god what a privilege i pray you don't take this privilege away from us lord until you come and get us i pray that you would fill my mouth and guard my tongue Help me be accurate in the scripture. God, I pray that someone gleans something from your word tonight. And I pray you bless it for your glory. I love you. I thank you for letting me be here, Lord. <laughs> bless your name forever. I 
pray and I see favors in my king's name, Jesus. Amen. And amen. Now, we have here, we have here, let me, let me give us a, a, a brief review, very brief review of where we've been. We're talking about the Feast of Jehovah. Now, the first one is Passover. Passover speaks Christ's blood for our sin. Well, all we got that, right? Everybody got it. Somebody ask you, say, what's a Passover? Say, well, it's when he, the death angel come by over in, in Egypt and he had the blood on the door so the death angel didn't kill the firstborn. We'd say amen to that. But somebody that's not a Bible student, say, what's a Passover? Christ's blood for my sin. We go from, you want to find that, it's in 1 Corinthians 5, 7. Then unleavened bread. We go to the Feast of Unleavened Bread. What is that? That's Christ separate from sin. No leaven. Christ separate from sin. 1 Corinthians 5, 8. You'll find that. First fruits. Christ resurrection. What's the first fruit? He is the first fruits of them that slept. Christ resurrection. Where's that at? 1 Corinthians 15 and 20. Paul's answering all these questions for the Gentiles and whoever else wants to have it. So here we go. Now we're at Pentecost. We come to Pentecost. Means 50. You know this. You know this. So I want us to look at the time of the Pentecost feast. It's 50 days after first fruits. It's seven Sabbaths. What's the Sabbath on? Saturday. Seven Sabbaths plus one. Fifty. What day of the week would that be on? Sunday. Fifty Sabbaths plus one Sunday. You don't know why we go to church on Sunday? It's not because it's a law. It's because the Lord rose on Sunday, praise God. The day, resurrection day. That's what we do in here. That's why we're here on Sunday. It's not because some, somebody made it a law a long time ago. Not going to get into all that. See the sign going down the road. Sabbath, Sunday law, Sunday law. No, I, I tell you why we do it. The first church done it on Sunday. That's when it was born. That's why we still do it on Sunday. We see the time of the Pentecost feast. Sunday, 50 days after first fruits. Who's the first fruit? Christ. So we see that. Seven Sabbaths plus one day. Find that all in verse 15. Find it all in verse 15. Now, verse 16, we see the type of feast that it is. It's new. Now, let's answer this question. Even unto the morrow, after the seventh Sabbath, we've already talked about that, shall ye number 50 days, there it was, after the resurrection, 50 days later, Pentecost comes, the Holy Ghost shows up. Ye shall offer a new Meat offering under the Lord. So, by simple definition, we see the word new. It means it means we're not offering something that's been offered before. Yep, I thought, preacher, we already had the uh, first fruits, and I went through that. Now, it's been a week or two since we've done that. The first fruits, what was the first harvest? What, what come in first? Barley, barley, thank you. Barley, we seen the barley. We seen the sheaf of barley. 
They went out, they collected, they collected the barley, they bound the barley up, and then they waved that barley to the Lord. That barley was offered. But something about the barley, each one, they were individual heads on the barley. So it, it wasn't mixed together. Now, this harvest, the new harvest, is going to be the first harvest of the wheat. The first one was rough. There's a lot more to this than I'm going to get into. The first one was rough. The second one was better. The first, the barley harvest, which was the first fruits, was this. They fed that to the livestock. The livestock, the poor people, the little boy that gave it to Jesus had barley loaves. That showed where he stood in society. He's a poor boy, raised on the wrong side of the track probably, but he got to Jesus and gave him all that he, Jesus took what he had, fed 5,000. Hey, the barley was the rough stuff, but the wheat was what the wealthy ate. It's the new harvest. You have the first one. Now, not taking anything away from Jesus, I'm glad he came for the poor as well as the wealthy. But we have this new harvest. It is the type. It's new meat. Meat means, in the King James Bible, it's meal. So, it, it simply means meal. It's not meat as meat off an animal. It's meal is what that means. So, it's, it's new meal that they've harvested, and it's wheat, and it's better. How many in here knows that the second covenant is better than the first? How many knows that the first covenant, nothing wrong with that. The law is perfect, converting the soul, but the second covenant's better than the first covenant. How many knows that they'd rather have grace tonight than the law? Aren't you glad you're living under the dispensation of grace and you're not under the law? Jesus, what did Jesus do? He fulfilled the law. So we have this new, and it is the wheat harvest. That's what it's in reference to in verse number 16. So we had the rough, we had the barley, now we've got the wheat. But they're going to do something here. Verse number 17. Ye shall bring out of your habitation two wave loaves, two wave loaves of two tenth deals. They shall be a fine flour. That would have ruled out the barley. See, the wheat's ground, it's fine. It'd be fine flour. They shall be bacon with leaven. They shall be the first fruits unto the Lord. Well, how, hold on here. How come, how can we have leaven? How can we have leaven if it's under the Lord? How many loaves is there? What, what are we, what are we, what, what does the church consist of the different types of people? Who did it go to first? The Jew first, and who, and also to who, the Greek. So we have we have the Jew, and we have the Greek. We have two loaves. We have fine flour. What does that mean? That means it's been milled. It's not like a single wave sheaf or or, or a, a stalk of barley where they're just waving it. They got them bound together. Oh, it's bound together. He bound them together. You remember he taught on that. But it's not like that. No, this is ground up. It's a mixed up, praise God. You can't separate the one from the other. 
So it's just all messed up together. And then you put that thing in the fire, but you put some leaven. How many people in here would agree that bread with leaven tastes better? It may taste better, but it's also this. It's a picture of the imperfection. Because there's no, there's none in Christ. There's none in Christ. But there'll always be some in the church. We have the two loaves, a picture of the two peoples. To the Jew first, also to the Greek. Brought together in one. Where are we going to get that? Stay with me. More to come. Got them ground up. They're together. But you know what John said about it? You know what John said about it? He said, if you say you have no sin, you deceive yourself and the truth is not in you. So, what are you saying? In Mike McCoy, I'm very imperfect. But in Christ, (laughs) I'm a better man in Christ. Hey! In the eyes of the world, and the world's right in this respect, look at me, see me as a rough character. But I tell you what, I'm accepted in the beloved. Praise the Lord. When he sees me, he's looking through a crimson curtain. Hey, I'm, I, my sin is gone by underneath the blood of Christ. He's washed me from my sin in his own blood, Brother Jim. So we see this. Now we see the two loaves. One loaf a Jew, the second loaf, the Gentiles, both imperfect. So we have this though. We're we're brought together. What happened at Pentecost? Holy Ghost fell. The sound as of a mighty rushing wind. It was and I'm not saying the wind didn't blow, but it just sounded like that. And there they was. And, 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 it, and it came upon them just like the prophet Joel had, had prophesied. And the, and the spirit of God fell on them. And you know what it done? It baptized them. The birth of the church occurred at Pentecost. What, quote it for me, Brother Junior. We're baptized by what? That, right. One, one spirit into one body. One spirit into one body. We may be two groups of people, but look here. Look here. We're both a loaf. Are you with me? One spirit. Listen. Baptizing the spirit into one body. Jew or Gentile. All saved the same way. Cornelius is going to find that out. In Acts chapter 10. After the day of Pentecost. He did appear. He did see the Holy Ghost upon the Samaritans too. So really there's three. There's, there's a group. These two were kind of purebreds. The Gentiles. Or the Greeks and the Jews and the Samaritans was a mixed up cur bunch. And you know what? They got him too. But then he takes that. The same thing happened at Cornelius' house. That happened today at Pentecost. And the Holy Ghost fell on the Gentiles. And you know what that done? Put them all in one body. And old Peter said, hey, we're going to have to baptize them too. That's not how he said it. But that's what he said. We're going to have to baptize them. Who can forbid water? That they should not be baptized. They're going, they've received the Holy Ghost same as we. So there we go. There we go. What is that, preacher? That it was Pentecost for the Jews. But the promise was coming to the whosoever wills. 
So now, now we have this. We have, we have the time of Pentecost, the feast. We have the type, which is the new meat offerings. We have the two loaves. Now we have, it, this thing closes out with typical offerings. So watch this. This is going to help you right here. So, I'll be glad to get to heaven. My eyes will be good again. I'm re- I don't know. I don't think there's small print in heaven, do you? So we come now. I, I'm about to close up here. I'm going to be real fast on this. We see that he offers the seven lambs. Couldn't have a blemish. One young bullock. Two rams for a burnt offering. When you open the book of Leviticus, you know what it opens with? Offerings. Each one of these were a picture of Christ. Right down to the sin offering. Say, oh, he had no sin. No, he became sin for us who knew no sin. Paul's answering that question. That we might be made the righteousness of Christ in him. So, there we know. We see every one of these. When you're reading Leviticus and you come across a burnt offering of any kind or an offering, you put Jesus' picture on it and see what it does for you. So here we have, we have the burnt offering. What we have here is typical offerings, all five of them. What's five? Numbers. We have the burnt offering. We have the meat offering. We have the drink offering. These offerings are all this to the Lord. That's nice. Sweet smelling Savior. Not so with the sin offering. Nothing sweet about it. And the sin offering is wholly consumed, has to be burned up. But then we come to the peace offering. The peace offering is wonderful. The peace offering is this. You take those two lambs. Now you've got the the one kid for the sin offering. That speaks to, they couldn't two or three do it. Only one. So you come to the one kid of the goats for the sin offering. But you have the two lambs of the first year for a sacrifice of peace offering. And the priest shall wave them, who? The lambs, with the bread of the first fruits. That's got a little leaven in it. For a wave offering before the Lord with the two lambs, they shall be holy to the Lord for the priest. You know what that means? That means they eat that. They didn't eat the others. But they eat the peace offering. And you know the part that they eat, you can research this for yourself, but part of it that they eat, they two parts of it, but one part of it is the breast. And the breast is the place of the heart. And it speaks to this. It speaks to our close communion with Christ when we're feeding on the lamb. What is it? It is our peace. What did Jesus say about the peace? 
My peace I give unto you. My peace I leave with you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. What is he giving? He gives us his peace. What do we do? We feed upon the peace of Christ. Are we not, are we not a royal priesthood? A holy generation? A peculiar people? Huh? That's us. What are we? We are, and we shall rule with them as what? Kings and priests. And who's this for? Who's this peace for? The priests. What do they do? They take the bread. The bread's a type of the church. With both peoples. And he's waving at. It's like Mary Sarah Waving that bread. Praise God. And then here's the roasted lamb. There's a place called Tzatziki's. It's a chain. But I still like it. And their roasted lamb is superb. If you ever. The one I eat at is. It's been good every time I've ever had it. I like roasted lamb. It's good. And when I take a bite. And I'm sitting there in that restaurant, and I take a bite. It reminds me, praise God, Larry, that I'm feeding on the land. Glory to God. You know why we come to church? To get a bite. You know what we do when we worship him? We do something for him. We read his book. We do his work. You know what we do? We feed spiritually on the land. It's a figurative statement. We don't run out there and bite the Lord, but we eat that. And, and, and it's the thing that brings us peace. And that offering's for us. Pentecost was a good feast. Now, the next one we're going to come to, the next one we're going to come to is trumpets. Now, we've seen Jesus in these. We're not, he, we're not going to, we're going to see his effect of Christ in the next one and the work of Christ, but we're not going to particularly see him in the person of Christ in trumpets. But I'll tell you what we do see. We see here, uh, I'm going to bring, I'm going to try to get a, a copy made and print them off and it's copywritten. So if Larkin's family he died a long time ago, but if any of them are still alive. Has anybody got Clarence Larkin's book? Chris, you got it? Yeah, there's a few. There's probably a few around. Uh, I'll, make some, I'll make a picture of this graph for the next, for the next uh, Sunday night that we do this. It won't be next Sunday night because it's Pastor Appreciation Day. Praise God, we're going to have a big dinner. We're going to have a feast. We're going to have a feast. And, uh, and, uh, but then when we resume, I'm going to try to get uh, that uh, chart and get it passed out to everybody. It, 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 just, it just, you can just, it's just a picture of it. And you can see it from start to finish. It's very good. It'll help you. So, we, uh, but what I started to say was, there is a period of time between Pentecost and trumpets. Some are more dogmatic about that time than I am. I just know it's going to happen. I'm not sure it, it hasn't began, but I don't think so. Some do. I'm not of that opinion. But 
it's, I think it's close. I think it's close. And so uh, maybe a few things have to happen up here. I've been listening to Jimmy Evans some, some of the things that he's talking about that, that were just a few elections away from things really coming into play where they need to be in order for uh, the Jews, all the Jews, a, a large portion of the Jews won't come back home. <clears throat> Defend the homeland because everybody's coming against us. And we read it. No, I preached that at Christmas. I thought I read it here. That, that he's going to bring all nations. That's the Lord. All nations against Jerusalem. Zechariah 14. All nations against Jerusalem. Now I know that I'm believing that trumpets occur real close to that. Now, I might be wrong. I'm not, I, look, I'm no theologian. Uh, I just read and, and try to comprehend the best I can. But uh, some well-studied men agree with that. And so, uh, so we'll see. The next, one, the next one will be interesting. And I, I encourage you to come. And I thank you for coming out tonight. And I'm going to ask, uh, I'm gonna ask uh, Verena come to piano and I'm going to ask uh, Randall to get us a verse of song we got uh, we're doing real good here on time I thought it would be a lot longer on that you sing us a, a, a verse and a chorus of song stand stretch your legs for just a moment sing us a verse and chorus of song if you need to pray you're welcome to come Pastor Mike McCoy thanking you for joining us at the time of truth.